As the nation and world wait to see what Jack Smith is going to do about Donald Trump in January 6th, I wanted to take this moment to explain what happened last week in the Stolen Documents Mar-a-Lago case. This quick five-minute episode is available to anyone wherever you get your podcasts. But if you want more, including my in-depth discussions about the Supreme Court with people like John Mullaney, Rob Reiner, Katie Couric, and others, please sign up at neilkatyal.substack.com. That's N-E-A-L-K-A-T-Y-A-L dot substack dot com. So Donald Trump is facing a new triple threat, and that's because of this superseding indictment that Jack Smith, the special prosecutor, the federal prosecutor, filed last week. And that's only about Mar-a-Lago, so we're not talking about January 6th. That triple threat is really three things. You have a new defendant, you have new charges, and most of all, a new witness. So months ago, Donald Trump was charged by Jack Smith, along with a guy named Walt Nuda, who is Trump's valet, for uh, a bunch of things, including retention of classified information and other national security information and lying about it. Now, a third individual, Carlos D. Oliveira, who also worked at Mar-a-Lago, is charged. And in addition, this superseding indictment <clears throat> mentions a new person, Yusel Tavares, who was not charged in the indictment, but is implicated. So what is a superseding indictment? That just means it's an updated set of charges. And superseding indictments are routine. It generally means that the investigators have gathered additional evidence, like perhaps some new documents or perhaps new witnesses or old witnesses that are saying something new. It reflects the most up-to-date information by prosecutors. But prosecutors also sometimes use a superseding indictment to put pressure on particular witnesses to cooperate. And something like that may be happening here. So to break this down, first you have this new third person, Carlos de Oliveira, this Mar-a-Lago worker who's been implicated in the criminal scheme. And the allegation is that Trump, along with Nauda and D. Oliveira, requested another Trump employee, a guy who's not yet been charged, who the indictment refers to as employee number four. And that individual was asked to delete security camera footage at Mar-a-Lago to prevent the footage from being shown to a federal criminal grand jury. Diolvera is also alleged to have lied to investigators about what he knew, including his personal observations of Trump's boxes with classified documents. And you have to wonder right now, how is Walt Nuda feeling? How is Carlos Diolvera feeling? They're indicted at this moment, whereas Eustil Tavares, the fourth person in this, the employee number four, has avoided any legal trouble, at least for now. In my mind, Jack Smith is making clear that Trump's co-conspirators have two options available to them, flip on Trump or face charges alongside him. Now, there are also new charges in this indictment. There's an additional willful retention of classified documents against Donald Trump for a presentation of military activity in a foreign country. That charge is related to a July 2021 meeting in which Donald Trump was recorded describing and showing, allegedly, classified documents pertaining to Iran. The other major allegation is the one I briefly mentioned before, that Trump, Nauda, and D. Oliveira requested that other Trump employee, employee number four, to delete security camera footage. 
And the part that really sticks out to me about the superseding indictment is that even after all the trouble that Donald Trump went through to delete this footage, he didn't even manage to actually do it. For someone who commits a whole lot of crime, Donald Trump is shockingly bad at it. And the last part of this is Yusil Tavares, this employee in Mar-a-Lago who oversees the property's surveillance cameras. And the Washington Post is reporting that Tavares provided information implicating Trump, Nauda, and D. Oliveira in an alleged conspiracy to cover up evidence. It appears that Tavares spoke to investigators sometime after June 8th, when Trump and Nauda were first indicted. The Washington Post says it was only after that indictment that Tavares decided he wanted to tell the authorities about his conversations with D. Oliveira. Well, what happened in the interim? Well, one important thing happened after June 8th, which is that Tavares got a new lawyer. Who was his lawyer before? A guy named Stanley Woodward, who was also the lawyer to Walt Nauda, both of them being paid by Donald Trump. After Tavares received the target letter, he switched counsel because of the conflict of interest that Woodward had representing both Nauda and Tavares. And it was at that point that Tavares reportedly began cooperating, or at least providing, investigators with some information. Tavares has appeared before the grand jury this past May, and later he received a target letter from federal investigators saying that he was potentially criminally implicated. So all of this is stuff to watch and to watch closely because it appears that the case that Jack Smith has brought against Donald Trump is getting stronger by the minute. The trial is set for May 20th, 2024. We will wait and see the outcome of that trial. Thanks for listening to Courtside. This is Neil Katyal.